Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jason with Primal Gym out of the UK. Jason, what's going on? Happy Friday. How are you feeling today? Well, I wasn't feeling special until you gave me that intro, JJ, and uh, and now I am. No, I'm really looking forward to it. I really appreciate the opportunity to come yeah. on and talk about Primal Gym. So thank you. Yeah, 100%. Like, we appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And before we dive into that nitty gritty of what you have going on with Primal Gym, you know, first, why don't you give the viewers a little perspective here? Why don't you go ahead and explain in your own words what Primal Gym is and what you guys do? So um, for anyone that's not familiar, which is probably most people, um, Primal Gym is a, we call it, it is, it's heavily an, an obstacle-based gym um, in Edinburgh, Scotland. However, um, we do a lot of calisthenics stuff too. So I, I mentioned uh, previously hand-balanced gymnastics before we start recording. Um, but yeah, so, so that's the kind of stuff we do. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of buzzwords, JJ, but functional fitness would be the thing that I think a lot of people would understand if I said that. It's less kind of, we, we do have free weights, um, but we don't have any cardio machines or anything like that. Um, so it is very much um, driven and motivated by teaching people skills um, and improving athleticism and fitness through developing those skills. Um, my boss would, uh, would sack me if I didn't mention that his tagline is um, inclusive, athletic, and fun. And I think, you know, as much as I said, I didn't like buzzwords, um, <laughs> it does kind of describe the gym quite well in the yeah. sense that the, the inclusive is a big thing in, in, in gyms at the moment, right? And of course, inclusive um, refers to anybody, uh, you know, gender, race, age, but the inclusive part really means uh, from beginner to expert. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people come to our gym, they're not quite sure. They think um, they're supposed to be an expert before they do their first class. And uh, so we really do try and hammer home this idea that the beginners train with the experts and everything in between. And, and the fun thing, you know, athletics speaks for itself, but the fun thing, I think, you know, nowadays, fitness, gyms, um, it's very, it's, it becomes almost a chore, right? Like, I think a lot of people include their exercise in the same way that they've got to brush my teeth, so I've got to do the shopping. Um, and I think for, for us at Primal, it's really important that, that the paradigm shifts to more of a, this is, this should be enjoy, uh, enjoyable. It should be playful. It should be something you look forward to. And of course, not every workout is fun. But overall, you would hope that the movement practice you're taking part in is, is enjoyable. Yeah, no, I love I love the explanation. And I think it definitely serves us well. I think it serves viewers well, because now that we understand what primalism is all about, let's kind of dive right into it. So, you know, um, Jason, for you guys, I mean, how many members, I mean, it's totally different than a traditional gym and, and totally different than, than uh, you know, even like a PT gym, if you will, studio. So how many members are you guys serving currently? So I believe our membership is about 150. Um, it is what you might call, here's another buzzword for you, a boutique gym. 
Um, and I think that's just a posh way of saying it's small and it's intimate. And, you know, it, we've got so, I don't want to say so few uh, regular members, but the the membership base is so small that it does allow us to know a lot of the regular members quite well personally, you know, and I think that does bring a different vibe to it. Um, I, we are actually at a point now, you know, we've been running for five years uh, where we're looking to expand. And one of the kind of, I don't want to say problems, but obstacles, pun intended, one of the obstacles to overcome um, is managing to preserve that kind of uh, personalized um, service but trying to basically scale it so that we can have more people in the gym. Uh, yeah. But right now, yeah, it's just, it's just about 150 members that are coming regularly. And and for you guys, Jason, I mean, if you're at 150, I mean, how much higher can you go? So our space is quite small. Um, it is essentially a, a one warehouse, one room in the warehouse um, that we've transformed into an obstacle course gym. Um, we've got a gymnastic sprung floor and we have got free weights, but um, it, it, I wouldn't say it's at capacity currently, you know, our classes sit at about 20 as a maximum. Um, and that is, I won't say comfortable, but it's not a push. Like there's enough space for everyone. Um, but we are looking at more along the lines of currently we can only run one class at a time. Um, and, you know, you referenced the PT gym there. We do have PTs operating outside of the gym. Um, and obviously everybody wants PT at the same time, right? And peak time for classes and peak time is all the same. So ideally what we're looking to do, I think, in terms of expanding is to have a bigger space where we can simultaneously run a class and allow people to come for open sessions and freeze training or allow the PTs to operate at the same time. So, so that I think that's more of a... Um, more of the the direction that we're looking to go in, in terms of the expansion yeah yeah and, and so maybe it might not be a question for you here because i'm not so sure if you handle this part of it but um i'll try yeah yeah totally <laughs> uh <laughs> so with having 120 members i mean or 100 i'm sorry 150 excuse me um i mean how do you guys manage those metrics those numbers i mean if it's not you then totally understand you don't have to go through it but um you know how do you manage where somebody is uh, in terms of um understanding of their lifetime value understanding when they started understanding if they want to cancel how do you guys know those numbers yeah um although it is not my responsibility or expertise it's certainly something i'm privy to you know i think i am a coach at the gym but also um i'm the social media manager and marketing manager so there is a lot of crossover there you know like what you've said there in terms of retaining members i think is always really important because i think a lot of businesses focus on bringing new members in and and sometimes it can be i won't say at the expense of current members but it certainly leads current members to perhaps be neglected um at the moment, we have just introduced um, a new form um, on, upon sign-up. Um, and what that does is it, it, it acts, I guess, like a traditional parkour would do in a gym. Um, and it just it asks the members what their goals are, um, if they think they're achieving their goals, and if they think that a personal trainer could help them achieve their goals. Um, so that is one step we've taken. Um, another step, I mean, it is certainly something that we are constantly striving to do and certainly don't have an answer for that is comprehensive because 
I'm sure you'll know yourself, JJ, you know, like the, the squeakiest wheel gets the oil, right? So it's always the same people that come and say, oh, we'd love this in the gym because we want to do this, or we'd love classes on at this time because it's convenient for us. And you realize really quickly that sometimes that can kind of be confirmation bias as opposed to the general pop, you know? Um, so it is important for us to kind of be constantly asking people. I will say uh, being responsible for social media, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate with this. Sometimes it can kind of be like, you know, uh, graffitiing a wall and you come back the next day, someone else has spread over it. You know, it's kind of like shouting yeah. into the dark. And um, it, that in itself has been a bit of a challenge. Like how do we communicate with current members um, via social media? We, we do emailing uh, lists, but even then, you know, I think we all know what it's like to be, to get an email and, uh, you know, read that later or whatever. And I think, I also think sometimes when you ask for your opinion and this, this, you know, transcends the, the fitness industry, a lot of the time you're only really uh, motivated to give your opinion when you have a complaint, right? You know, so yeah. um, it can, again, be biased in that direction. But I think, you know, I'm not saying that, that we do the best we can. Um, I like to think that we cultivate a, you know, gym environment where people feel like they can speak to an instructor, um, uh, whether that be questions on the class or whether that be questions about their own personal journeys. Um, but it is certainly something that is constantly evolving, I think, but also something that is a constant challenge, you know, because it's, there's no one size fits all, right? Yeah, no, a million percent. And I love that last part you said there is genuinely no one size fits all. And so, um, you know, I, I, I kind of moving on here. I think uh, this is probably one of my favorite questions here. And I'm really curious to see your answer on this. Um, what do you feel like is the bigger picture for Primal Gym? In your words, Jason, in your eyes, what do you think the overarching goal is? The overarching goal? Um, that is a great question, JJ. You've nailed it there, haven't you? Um, so I think we could probably split that into two categories, right? Like we, I think as a functioning business, as a successful business, you know, your goals are essentially to, to turn over as, as much money as you can whilst providing the best service you can, you know? Um, but I think it might sound cliche and disingenuous to, to hear a business owner, not myself, but someone who, who works in the business to say that it is important to us that we do it. I mean, ethically is a strong word, but I mean that we have values and principles that we stick to and, and that the growth of the business is not at the expense of those things. You know, we are, as I say, having a small uh, customer base, we do have the opportunity to, you know, if someone is struggling to pay a membership, we would much rather help them out with that than to see them go. Um, if we can facilitate classes or, or, or one-to-ones and things like that, um, for specific members, we will do. Um, so I do think that there is an element to the overarching goal that it, that is not just obviously financial and it's not just kind of um growth of the business in that respect i think if i could speak personally you know like my personal goal in terms of working in the fitness industry and doing a, a podcast myself called just the fitness tip and bros number one health and fitness podcast check that out it's really good and uh, just had to get that cheap plug in there for you JJ. but um <laughs> for me it's all about kind of removing 
gatekeepers. It's all about accessibility, that word again there in terms of uh, inclusivity. But I mean, I encounter a lot of people who think that exercise and fitness is not for them. You know, like, oh, you're the kind of guy that, that works out. That's not for me. And, and a big driver for me is to say to people, that's not the case. It's for everyone. It's not means tested. You don't have to qualify. It's not elitist. It is for everyone. And to go back to that phrase, there's not a one size fits all. If people, you know, uh, come to the gym environment and they don't like pushing weights or running treadmills, that doesn't mean that health and fitness or exercise isn't for them. It just means they've not found the right kind of modality. So, and I, yeah. I think Primal Dim do, uh, does echo that sentiment in the sense that we are less focused on facilitating people who are experts and, and elite level athletes and more about that kind of middle ground where people are motivated to, to make positive change in their lives through their, their fitness. They've got the basics, the foundations, but they're really maybe looking for something um, that's going to help them cultivate that, you know, a, a big, a, the best example I can give you is in this country. I don't know if it's the same around the world, but in this country, if you want to do gymnastics, um, if you've not been doing it since a kid, and if you've not been committed to it and, and with a view to, to competing in gymnastics, it's very difficult to get into a gymnastics gym and learn how to do a back somersault. Um, but at Primal, we have a gymnastics, an adult gymnastics class. And the number of people I see come through the door that go, oh, I've always wanted to learn this. I've always wanted to learn that. But I've just, I've just never been able to. It's never been something that has been offered to me. And I think for me, that, that, that kind of sums it up. It's, it's giving people the opportunity to explore their athleticism in ways that maybe previously were, were not open to them. So I think that's probably the overarching goal. And then obviously, yeah, yeah make, make loads of money too. <laughs> you can't hate money here why not i love it oh man that's it <laughs> money rules everything around us right exactly, exactly. oh man Wu-Tang. oh geez there we go jason look and i have one more question for you my favorite question you know i'm not so sure if you've been there since the creation of the gym but i have yeah yeah okay so if you could go back to when you first started the gym here first got on the journey first open the doors and sit Jason down and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started in this fitness industry. What would that advice Um, be for you? For me personally, for you personally. Yeah. Um, take your time. Like don't rush. I think, um, so my background God, I, I won't. I won't do a bio for myself, JJ, because I would be here all day. But <laughs> I, I, I got into lifting weights essentially through playing rugby at school, um, and then professionally, I've been an extreme sports performer. Um, so I, I and then now I'm a ninja warrior coach. You know, it's, you couldn't make it up, right? But um, <laughs> so I, I have always, I've, I've always trained. Exercise has always been a huge part of my life. But it did initially start off as just how much weight can you put on the bar? And that was a measurement of how fit you were, you know, like sure. uh, young, a lot of young men around the world will be able to relate with that, you know, that kind of meathead culture. But um, I think initially you're always like, what is my, um, 
what is the peak level of fitness I can be at, like in, in my whole life? And once you figure that out, how strong can I be? How fast can I run? You know, how long can I run for? You want it now. Like you want now, right? Okay, that's how far I can go. Right, give me it. And I think I, I try and explain to people, you know, um, without showing my age, I'm, I'm 33 and I've been training since I was about 14, 15 years old. And I try and say wow. to them, the weight that I put on the rack just now is not a six to eight week program that I've done and that has magically appeared there. It's every action I've taken from the first day I stepped in the gym to today. And it's not easy for people to quantify that. You know, I think we all understand the importance of short-term goals over long-term ones because um, they're much easier to kind of realize. They're a bit more visceral and, and realistic. But I would just say to people, like, you know, if you plateau in your training, if you're feeling under-motivated or, or you miss a week, you know, I, I remember, like, going on holiday of all things, you know, and not being able to train and thinking, well, that's it that's my athletic career over, you know, and you realize really quickly, it's not that serious, you know? So I would just say to people like, take your time, you'll get there eventually if you have the, the motivation. And if you, if you train smart, not hard, I always think that, you know, uh, being a man of a certain age now, that's why I, I say, you know, um, but yeah, it would be, you know, take your time with it. And I think also just, um, I'm a big believer in kind of generalism, over uh, specialism and, and obviously if you're an, a professional athlete or even an amateur athlete and you're training for specific athletic goals then that's fine but for everybody else i would always say that if you can train in as many different ways as possible if you can experience lots of different forms of training and um, lots of forms of fitness exercise not only are you probably going to enjoy yourself more but i would say that that is the best route to kind of physical mastery you know like i think being um good at like, across the board so having good cardio being strong being explosive being mobile I think it, it lends itself and it has far more benefits to you in your everyday life, but also just in, in being able to pick other things up quickly than it does just being the strongest guy or being able to run for, for hours and hours. So I would just say to people, just try stuff out, have fun with it, and don't be in a rush to get there. Jason. That was a mic drop of an answer. I'm not even going to say anything to ruin that moment. If I could throw this on the floor, I would, but <laughs> listen, <laughs> there we go. Look, Jason, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your social media, your Facebook, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and Primal? Yeah, of course. It's um, at Primal Gym UK uh, on Instagram. And if you search Primal Gym UK on Facebook, you'll get it there too. Um, our website is primalgym.co.uk. Um, and I'll just be cheeky and I'll, pl I'll plug my Instagram. It's at Jason Pro Unicyclist. That's Jason P-R-O Unicyclist, U-N-I-C-Y-C-L-I-S-T. And that is because, JJ, I am a professional unicyclist. In fact, I am known as the world's strongest unicyclist, JJ, because I don't know if you can see the poster in the background there. Um, oh, okay. I am a Guinness World Record holding uh, unicyclist. I have the record for the heaviest overhead press whilst riding a unicycle. That's right. That's how daft my life is. But yeah, so oh, check man. me out in there. Please follow me. I'd love to uh, hear from all the. How much was the overhead press? Gym. How much was it? 
68 kilos, which I guess is uh-huh. not a great deal um, for anybody listening who probably be able to push but more. On a unicycle. Try that I mean, riding <laughs> one wheel, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's no joke. That's awesome, brother. <laughs> that's nothing. Yeah, it, it, it kept me busy through lockdown, I'll tell you that much, JJ. Yeah, oh, man. I love it. I love it. Look, Jason, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, just stick around for two seconds. You can just I'll let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. Just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Barbara from RE Fitness out of McAllen, Texas. Welcome, Barbara. How are you today? I'm great, Brooke. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time to be here. I know that gym owner life is is super busy, and so I appreciate you for taking an hour, hour out of your time to sit down, have this conversation, and give back to others in the industry um, and so really before we dive into any of the business stuff, let me hear a really brief version of your backstory. What was it, Barbara, that made you decide to open up RE Fitness? Well, um, before RE Fitness, I have, was uh, the owner of an, another gym and I did that for about eight years. I wasn't in the managing partnership role of that gym. I was more of a, of a, a silent partner but was still uh, involved there at the gym and kind of got my feet wet as far as um, the business aspect. Um, Got out of that uh, gym in 2016, but my partner and I really didn't have the, um, the gym bug was still in us. And so one day we were sitting around talking and he said, "Um, what would you think about opening up another gym? And I said, I would love that. And he said, all right, he's, he's a a pediatrician. And so he said, uh, the only thing we're going to do differently is we're going to build our building. We're going to rent out, we're going to a retail space and our gym will be anchoring one part of the building. So not only, you know, are we owning the gym, but we're also landlords for the retail spaces and that'll help us with our, our business model. Um, because we'll be paying ourselves rent instead of someone else. So that has been really, really helpful as far as opening uh, RE Fitness. We opened up in March of 2018. And then um, we we did very well. I had um, a lot of members from my other gym that came over here with me. They, they already knew the reputation of myself and my partner, and they were excited to become members of, of a new gym. 
And so that's kind of uh, where we at we where we're at right now. Um, we opened up, like I said, in March of 18. We've been open over four years now. Okay. So you really like you kind of built out your your dream gym after yes. trying something and, and, and whatnot. And so now you have RE Fitness. For our listeners, give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide. Kind of paint a picture of RE Fitness. So as we move forward in this conversation, our listener kind of has a picture in their mind of who you are. Well, um, let me start out by saying that RE, um, it's A-R-R-I, that is Greek for the best of all. And that is what we um, kind of use as, um, as our, our um, tagline for the gym. We are the best of all, we're the best gym in this area. Um, I want to offer the very best services possible um, for my, my members. I wanna give people the value that they're expecting when they come to RE Fitness. And um, I also want it to be the best part of a person's day is just being here. So whether they come in and, you know, they, they jump on a, um, do some weightlifting or they jump on a cardio machine or they take a class or they meet with their personal trainer, I want them to leave thinking that they, that that was the absolute best part of their day. I love that because especially the past few years, I think like a lot of us, we stay home all day. And so the one good hour of our day might be the gym where exactly. um, when we get that social interaction with our trainer, with somebody in a class, like it makes you just feel good. Um, you know, especially, you know, being cooped up in the house, working from home. So I love what you're doing um, with this model. You know, you kind of have your open model, but you also mm -hmm. offer classes and personal training. And we both know that within this model, personal training is a great part of business because it brings in a little bit higher revenue than a normal gym membership. So as things currently stand, what percentage of your business, if you had to kind of guess, is coming from personal training? Um, I'm going to say probably 20%, 25%. Yes. So that's, that's pretty good. I mean, you have a pretty nice personal training program there. How many trainers do you have? Um, I'm, I think it's about 12. Okay. And are they, they're independent contractors. Do they pay you rent or do you make like a specific percentage off of each of their clients? They pay a flat rent fee. Okay. So that's per month per client. And are they running, you know, just so I can really understand here, are they running their own businesses under your roof or are you helping feed them leads and helping them grow their clientele? It, um, it's both. What I do is um, to kind of um, encourage them to hustle and, and bring in their own clients, which will also help me as far as memberships. Um, I'll offer them a lower rate for that rent, that monthly fee. If it's somebody that I'm feeding to them, um, it's a member that's established here and they've come to me looking for a trainer, then the fee is a little bit higher because I'm, I'm doing the work, not them. So um, it does work well. They do hustle. They do bring in a lot of their own clients because they like that a little bit lower fee to be able to do that. So that has been something that's very successful for us. We started out with 
um, maybe 10 or 12 personal training clients. And now we're, we're up to over 80. That's, that's so, great. Is 80 mm -hmm. an area with your personal training program that you guys are looking to kind of halt at, or are you looking to continue to grow that pro uh, that program and boost that as, you know, a piece of the revenue in the business? I think there's always room to grow and I would never, um, try to put a, a cap at personal training because it's just, um, there's so much time during the day that somebody can come in and, and get some personal training uh, done without a crowd or anything like that. So that's an area that can definitely grow still. Yeah, for sure. And our, our clients, it's great for them because when we can offer personal training to our clients, typically people are joining us because they want to see some kind of result. So if we can offer personal training, we're going to get them closer to that that result because they have somebody helping them reach that, that result. Exactly. And it makes them, holds them accountable. Yep. And that's so. a huge part. That's a huge part mm -hmm. of it. A uh, huge part of people's success is just that accountability piece. Um, so you also offer classes. Is that included in the, the normal membership or do you have different kind of tiers of memberships there? And we do have tiers of memberships. Um, we, uh, we have what we call it, we invested in um, the Queenex uh, functional uh, uh, training system. And so that's a big part of our group fitness room. It's a big apparatus. I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with it, but it's a suspension type uh, training module. And so we do a lot of TRX, we can do bungee fitness, we can do anything that you hang. You know, it's more of like a... Um, anti-gravity type system. Um, there's suspension bars, there's all, all sorts of things. And we, so we incorporate that into our, our classes. That system was an expensive system. So um, just to put in that room. And so the classes are a little uh, more expensive than just the regular gym membership. Okay. So walk me through the packages that you have. Like, are, are there people who only take classes or is that not really an option? There are people that only take the classes, but um, that'll, that cost stays the same because the gym is also included in their membership. They can come in, you know, off class hours or they're not taking a class that day. They can come in and they can jump on a cardio machine. They can do, you know, anything that a regular gym member does here. So um, we, we have our, our regular memberships or just the general membership that would be without the classes. And um, so we offer several different packages. Um, we do have some contracts for the one year. He signed for up for one year. And then we also have paid in full memberships. Okay. Um, we love those paid in fulls because that's great mm -hmm. quick revenue for you guys. Um, and, you know, obviously we know we're going to be retaining that person for at least a year. Um, so those are always nice. Right. Um, let me ask you right now, you know, as things currently stand in the business, how many clients do you guys have in total? Right now we're sitting at about 530 okay. or less. Okay. And so what's the square footage of this space? Just so everybody here can kind of get an idea of how big you are. We're just under 8,000 square feet. 
So you have a pretty sizable kind of location there. Mm -hmm. Is one of those, some of that space, the classroom space where you have the, the yes. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So talk to me a little bit, you know, 500 members, 530 members. Is that a place, Barbara, where you feel good? Or are you looking to step on the gas, get some more faces in the door, help more people? I definitely want to grow. We want to grow to about 700, 750 members. Okay. Walk I think that, that number would still allow us to um, not have a gym that's... Uh, that's too crowded. Um, we've always um, thought about quality over quantity. That's been our business model from, from day one. We've never wanted a, a gym, you know, that's that's so crowded that people are waiting in lines for, for a machine to use. That's not fun. And, you know, people get frustrated. And, and um, so that's never been, you know, the goal here. It's a little different. We, we have to compete with a lot of big box gyms that are charging $10 a month. And they obviously have the quantity over quality, you know, business model. We're the opposite. Yep. And so really we have to get everybody who, who walks through the door to see that value mm -hmm. in, in what we have to offer. I definitely understand that, you know, especially with all of these big box gyms popping up everywhere, it can be kind of hard to establish ourselves as like the place to go if you want to see results. Um, so what are, walk me through that growth process. So, you know, what are you actively doing to aid that growth process to get new people in the door to help you guys grow your membership base? Well, uh, we've tried, I, I think we've tried every type of marketing that there is out there um, between my previous gym and this one. We've done We've done TV, we've done radio, we've done direct marketing or direct mail, uh, mail outs. Um, we, of course, are on Facebook, Instagram, you know, we've got a website. Um, it's, we have, what we have found because we are a one location only gym that TV, radio, those kinds of things just do not work for us. There is no bang for the buck there because people are not going to come to a gym that they have to travel a long way to get to. So it either has to be close to their home, close to their business, something you know convenient for them. And since we are just one location, what helps us the most um, as far as uh, the money, the value for our money spent would be social media advertising. And then, of course, um, organic uh, leads by word of mouth and our reputation, things like that. Mm -hmm. Word of mouth is great. And I think we can both agree. It's probably one of our favorite methods because it's free. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I think it's just human nature that like we love the word free. And so if we can not have to spend any money and get new clients, it's a great thing. However, while it's great, it's not really predictable. And I don't know about you, but like, I like to be able to predict like monthly, yearly, how much my business is going to be able to grow. And with word of mouth, it's really not predictable. We can't say, hey, Becky, go down to the store and, and talk about me and bring me five new clients. Mm -hmm. I wish it was that easy, but it's not. Um, and so um, we typically 
supplement that with things. And it sounds like you have tried a bunch of methods. Walk me through the Facebook, the Instagram stuff. Has that been effective or is there kind of ebbs and flows with that? Um, it does ebb and flow, um, you know, depending on how much you're paying them is, uh, you know, how many people are going to see you. So that's been a little, um, discouraging because I, I have found that, um, with Facebook, especially Facebook, you really have to, uh, get your, the numbers up or as far as the money that you're spending, in order to really get seen by a lot of people. And um, so we definitely, you know, we're spending money every month on Facebook ads and Instagram and um, just even doing that, there's still, there's ebbs and flows with, yep. with that. Are it's you, are you doing that? seasonal. Oh, sorry. Are you, are you doing the ads yourself? Because I think a lot of us, like, I, I know for sure, I'm definitely not a marketing expert. And so I get onto the Facebook ads feature, and then I feel like a deer in the headlights. You know, um, we've done it both ways. There's been um, several uh, months, you know, that we'll engage with a marketing company, and I'll have them doing our marketing for a while. And then, um, if I'm not seeing a lot of growth or, you know, um, seeing that the money's being well spent, I'll, I'll pull back and I'll do it myself mm -hmm. and, or I'll have my, um, my manager will, will do some as well. She kind of takes over the Instagram and I'll do the Facebook and we'll share ideas. Um, I don't find it as hard as I used to. It's getting easier. And, I, you know, as you, the more you work with it, the more you know, like, what kind of ads and stuff are going to attract people. So that's been beneficial for me is just learning that and figuring out this is what people are going to uh, stop and look at. You know, they're not just going to keep scrolling. This is going to cause them to stop and look at our gym. And so that's been helpful. But right. you do have to keep up with it it's almost a daily thing and so it just adds to the to the work list of things that that you've got to get done every day yeah would you say that right now you know when you are running facebook ads or instagram ads would you say that you're getting a return on investment or is it kind of hit or miss on you know the month or like when you're running it no it's definitely um i'm bringing in more money than i'm spending that's, that's for sure that's for That's sure. good. Ideally, we run ads and we get a three to one return. And then it's like a no brainer for us to constantly have ads running. Um, but I have seen a lot of people, you know, not see great success there or like, you know, it's taking up a lot of time. And so like they just cut it off. And so mm -hmm. I'm glad that it is something that has been effective for you. And hopefully something that, you know, you can eventually figure out the ebbs and flows and just have it be a steady piece of, you know, obtaining new clients. Um, my next question to you, you know, Barbara, and I like to ask this because I think that our listeners can really learn a lot, you know, from this piece. And that's the idea of what would you consider to be your biggest challenge, your biggest bottleneck within the business? And what are you doing to work on overcoming that? 
Um, I think it would probably be the same for every business owner. No one, you know, even uh, people that don't have gyms would just be retention and keeping people coming in the door and, and not leaving for whatever reason. Um, I do try to offer uh, loyal members um, discounts or I'll, I'll offer them, you know, some uh, merchandise, something, you know, to let them know that I appreciate their loyalty and, um, you know, letting them know that, that I value them, you know, and so that's pretty much what we're doing. Just trying to, to keep that retention from, from getting out of hand. Yep. And I think for most people, if they're joining a gym, they want to see results. And so I think a lot of the times if, if somebody's not seeing results, they'll leave because they feel like it's just not worth their time. And in this kind of model where people can come in and do their own things, it is common for somebody to come for like three or four months. They're walking on the treadmill, don't really know what they're doing, not seeing results. And then they're like, I got to I got to go. I'm wasting my money. And so we have to look at it as business owners as, okay, well, what value are we providing to our members to help them reach their goals so that they want to stay with us for a really mm -hmm. long time? So I like to look at it as, you know, like the fulfillment, what are we doing to really make sure that our, our members are being provided with all the resources that they need to be successful? Do you guys have accountability programs? Do you have nutrition coaching, things like that, that are add-ons to your normal membership? We don't have... Um those type of add-ons. Um, every member that comes in, that walks in, they're offered a, a, um, a complimentary uh, consultation with a personal trainer. Um, they're offered a complimentary um, in-body analysis and somebody to sit down with them, talk to them about what their goals are and how they, you know, even if they're not interested in personal training, these are some things that you can do to get started. And, um, and the, the fact that we're a smaller gym, my staff, myself, we're always talking to the members. And so if I see someone that looks like they're struggling, um, I definitely am gonna approach them. Um, I always take a look at the, at the members that have kind of fallen off or haven't been here in a time and I'll send them an email, something to try and encourage them to come back. Um, just things like that. People need to know that 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 we know them, you know, that we know their faces. When they walk in the door here, they're not just a number, they're a, they're a name and we care about them. And so I do try to keep up with everyone wherever they're at, you know, as far as membership or in, in attendance and things like that. Yeah, and I think that's great um, to kind of pay attention. Like if you haven't seen somebody in a little while, we check in on them mm -hmm. um, because life happens and people might just need that little extra boost of, accountability to get them to come into the gym um, I know for sure like in my instance that's the biggest thing like a lot of people in our gym just struggle with motivation and that might be why they joined a group fitness gym so if I just send them a cute little video text like hey we miss you at the gym mm -hmm. it makes the whole day and then they're back on track um, and so it does make a difference uh, if I could hand you a magic wand, Barbara, and all your dreams and goals for RE Fitness have come true, you've reached them all, there's no limitations here, what would that picture look like for you? Oh, wow. It would be, um, it'd be much of what I see today, 
you know, when I look at my gym, I see people that are happy and people that, that want to be here. Um, I think, you know, it would just be more revenue coming in. I would have, you know, my, uh, my gym filled up and it would be, you know, my group fitness classes would be full and I would be able to offer more group fitness classes. Um, I'd have, you know, uh, more equipment, I guess. I do have, I have room to grow. So we would be adding some new equipment and I'm not really sure what else. That's a, that's a tough question. Yeah, it is hard to kind of envision the possibilities for our business if we were handed a magic wand. But um, it sounds like the big goal here is just to continue to expand and grow and be able to help your community and be that light that you talked about, you know, that good part of everybody's day. And so by continuously growing and being able to offer more and more, um, you'll be able to do that for more people. So my question to you is, since you want to grow and really expand, what do you feel like you really need to focus on now so that all of this is a reality here very close down the road? Well, I just look at our the areas that really um, have room to grow, and that would be our group fitness. And I think just concentrating more, doing more of our marketing toward the group fitness classes, um, that's probably what we need to be looking at for the future as far as um, just getting people to, to uh, want to be here for classes. And I, I just, I, I think the value of, of small group training is, is just um, incredible. And it really is good for a lot of people, especially people that are, that don't know what they're doing and that really need, um, they don't, maybe don't want to pay for a personal trainer, but you know, you're getting almost, it's almost like personal training, just doing, you know, small group. So I've got to work a little bit harder on getting people to see the value in that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the possibility of, of growth and growing that group fitness and getting people to see the value in that, that's all close. It's not something that's far-fetched. It is mm -hmm. going to be attainable um, when you really focus on it and get the systems and procedures in place to make that something that that really grows. Um, and so I appreciate your time today and your insight on the industry. Uh, what is the Instagram page? Where can our listeners go to find you online? We are at I am Ari Fit. I am Ari Fit. Thanks. I am Ari Fit, yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Barbara, again, for being here today. Listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description, and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. 
Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Nate Lilly from Selects Fitness in Belmar, New Jersey. Nate, how are we doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing absolutely amazing. Thank you for having me. You got it, man. Thank you for coming on, uh, spending some time with us. We're going to share your story about Selex Fitness. I'm looking forward to it, man. So you opened this gym two years ago, right? Almost two years to the, to the day, actually. August, right? So Exactly. Which is awesome, man. So congrats on that. Obviously, we know the time when you opened, what time, what was happening then. So no small task at all. Let's go back to that time, probably even a little bit before that. Why did you want to initially open the gym and go down this route of, you know, entrepreneurship in the business space? And then kind of second question to that, did you have an initial business goal for like yourself personally? Okay. So pretty much um, I had a job where I was selling furniture. I had a terrible car crash, flipped my car a couple of times. I walked away with, from that experience uh, with a couple of stitches in the back of my head. At that point, I realized that I was put on this earth for a bigger purpose. I got a job working at a gym at a big box gym. I met someone who actually was doing a personal training. Uh, she got me in, interested in it. You know, I've always loved fitness. I've always been into, you know, training, but I never looked at it as a career to help people. Right. So once I changed my mindset and started thinking on that perspective, then everything just started blossoming and growing. Uh, at that point, I realized that I wanted to help people feel better about themselves. As I went through the process to feel better about myself, um, and that was pretty much where the idea of becoming a personal trainer and starting a business came into play. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I love it. So you had a experience yourself, and you're able to get out of that and like kind of say, say, we'll say, wake up, like, hey, there's more to life than what I'm doing. Right? I wanted to follow this passion I have, this dream I have to help other people. Which I think a lot of us get into this from different experiences and stories, but kind of the same end goal, right? To help other people exactly uh, achieve what we have and feel feel what we have, which which is awesome, man. So Selects Fitness, you guys, again, are there in Belmar. Talk us through when you were deciding to pick a certain location, like why this one was the one you ended up deciding on. Um, it just clicks, you know, right in the area, you know, traveling all the way around from Jersey before I decided to actually pick a physical location. It just clicked. It was the most logical with uh, proximity with the different clients, with myself. It was just right there, right in the middle of the sweet spot, you know, right. of everyone. So it just worked. That's awesome, man. Now, your space now, just lay out kind of like virtually for us, obviously, since we're, we're not in there in person, right? Uh, Square footage, what's your size? What's the space look like? What's kind of the virtual setup like of Selects Fitness? Oh, man. So I got a story enough that. So when we first opened back in 2020 uh, during the pandemic, we opened with just 900 square feet. It took us about six months or so for us to expand and grow. So yeah. from that 900 square feet, we moved to right. a little over 2,000 square foot. Fast right. for another six to eight months, 
I wanted more. I wanted to elevate more. So we then expanded to about a little over 4,500 square feet. And that's where we have a sauna, shower, a whole bunch of different weights, equipment, all that good stuff. That's awesome, man. So funny. My first gym was 900 square feet and we grew at a similar rate that you did. So that's really cool. I love to hear that, Nate. 900 square feet, man. When you opened the gym day one, did you have your, your, your members or clients already or did you start at zero? So I had a little bit of a following, um, but it wasn't until we actually opened up to a bigger space where things just really started to take off. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to dive into that in a second because I think marketing is uh, very important for what we do. Obviously, we need to people need to know we exist. There's so much competition these days, you know, like so that's huge. But before that, just for the listeners, man, let's run down the services that you offer there at Selects Fitness and what is your bread and butter service? Okay, so we offer one-on-one personal training. Uh, we focus on science behind training, why you move and do certain exercises. We have group classes, boot camps. Uh, we also have boxing classes as well, uh, nutrition course, counseling, and of course, we have our sauna experience package. So we got a lot of different things, you know, jam-packed for, for everyone to use. That's awesome. I, I love it. And the, the sauna is a unique thing and something I love too personally. And, uh, you know, you know, people are coming off injuries. They can go in there and sweat and not mean enough to work out as much, the nutrition piece. So, yeah, a nice full wellness kind of approach to everything, which is awesome. Are you, are you guys more personal training or the group training aspect? What, 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 what makes up more of the revenue? So I would say the personal training. That has usually been uh, our bread and butter. Now, as things have started to elevate and trickle, now I'm looking more towards uh, the group classes. How can we fit more people in and give more value? Because at the end of the day, as you know already, personal training is not necessarily cheap. So if I could bring that margin down and help more people and get a bigger impact on more people, that's a win-win. 100%, man. And then, yeah, like one of the bigger challenges in our line of work in our industry is that time factor, right? And like personal training is great, high ticket. Like you said, some people can't afford that, which is totally fine. So it's for that group, it kind of fills both those voids. So yeah, let's talk about marketing, man. Perfect space to do that. So Selects Fitness, again, you guys are in Belmar. How, how right now are you going about marketing that group training program that you have? So I would say the marketing with the uh, group training, that's pretty much been social media, uh, word of mouth, and just trying to get our, our brand and content out there. We actually just hired a videographer. So he's been shooting all of our different um, videos and stuff like that and trying to just get that out to the masses. Yep. Aside from that, we also have a magazine that we just um, started marketing in just the other week to help promote our group classes a little bit more to a different demographic. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the videographer vibe get really good professional content people working out and uh i think it makes a big difference i think if like we're doing this as a career and a professional want to look as professional and appealing as possible with um with your social media now are you doing mostly like organic outreach are you guys doing any paid advertising yet or have you done it in the past so we have done some paid advertising what i've personally found is that it doesn't necessarily work too well for what we use it for um so we're more so again a lot of word of mouth we actually have an amazing uh five-star rating on google like over a hundred plus reviews uh so that's what we usually go by versus you know marketing on social media yeah okay so word of mouth's big for you guys referrals all that sort of stuff so say say my friend goes there i get referred to the gym what is that initial 
let's call it a sales process from you got from your end getting that new person started getting them into whether it's pt or group how does that new person get started at your gym uh, that's an amazing question so first we put them through an assessment no waste nowhere anything we just let's say have you have that person sit down stand up see how they're standing up if they're using their lower back or if they're more so utilizing their legs Yep. Once we're done with that uh, test, then we go ahead and put them through a cardiovascular test to see how efficient their heart's working for them. Then we go for more so of an upper body strength test, lower body strength test, and of course a core test. Once we have that foundation, now we can go ahead and pick the right program that works for them so that they will be able to see the results that they want to see and, and stay you know, focused and, in, and locked in. Yeah, love it, man. I love it. At that point now, are you doing all those assessments, Nate? Do you have a team of people uh, behind you as well, trainers, coaching staff? How does that how does that side of your business look? Yeah, so we actually just hired another trainer. So now we are five trainers strong. Uh, we have a manager who also is a certified nutrition coach. So she takes care of our nutrition side. We also have someone else who really focused and specializes in nutrition. So we got a jam-packed team. That's awesome, man. And obviously, you know, as you know, man, we can't scale unless we have that team behind us so we can scale the business. Exactly. We can only do so much. For, you know, we can only wear so many hats. I remember. Like, right. And, and I remember, you know. Social media and all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I remember um, back in 2020, we had hour-long sessions. We were only able, and it was just myself and one other guy. Yeah. We were only able to get maybe about eight, 10 people in throughout the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we have to scale things back, go to 45-minute sessions and just really focus on the the streamlining everything pretty much yeah. yeah now with the getting people started have you guys we see it a lot uh in the industry like that six week challenge or that four week challenge or even like a 12 week challenge have you guys ever run something like that to get new people in the door for that group model yes okay. yeah so we've had multiple different um six week eight week challenges let's say uh where it's more so like a playoffs type of thing where it comes to their workouts here or who could hold a certain core exercise the longest, whatever the case may be. We also have had different weight loss challenges as well, where let's say someone might win some type of free selects gear, uh, when those impact massage guns, uh, right. gift cards to, you know, their favorite restaurants. So we just try to do so much and give back so much. That's to show our appreciation for them always coming in and putting their best foot forward. Yeah, I love you, especially that incentive piece at the end. Out of those the things just uh, listed off weight loss challenge, six week challenge, which one has worked better? Have you seen like time of year or uh, length, like duration of the challenge? Which, what's, what got you the most people in? What worked the best for you guys? I would say when it comes down to the, the cash price, that's been usually the best one. Uh, go figure. Um, <laughs> that's usually our six week challenge that we have, but that usually is the biggest one. Nice. I love it, man. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So, Six week challenge, thousand dollar, or whatever the prize money is that you give to the winner. Do you guys have anything planned coming up for uh, September? Is a big month for our industry, right? People coming off summer break and kids are back at school. You guys planning anything from a marketing standpoint for this fall coming up? Oh yes, we are. Yes, we are. So um, with this summer or September, we're planning on doing more, so a lot more streamlined group classes. So usually our group class is seven thirty a.m. and eight thirty p.m. We're focusing on now 
switching that whole script and have, let's say, about four or six group classes throughout the day nice. just to give that value to people who need a different time versus those other early and late time frames. Yeah, yeah I love it. And uh, from our point of view as the trainer, we can get more people in an hour. So potentially earn more money, which is great for the business and the people. Our members pay a lower rate. So it's a win for everybody. Now, I'm a member at the gym. I've been there for a couple of years. Have you guys in this first two years seen any kind of like a life cycle to your people as far as how long people stay for on average? Um, yes. So I would say on average, about one to two years, pe people usually stay with us. We actually have one guy specifically who's been here for the last four years when I was traveling to different gyms. So it's yeah. been, it's been amazing. That's awesome. No matter going to create as many as those people as we can. So what, do you, what are some key practices that you guys do at Selects to keep your members engaged, keep them happy, keep them coming back, you know, month after month? Value, man, value. You know, um, I'm a firm believer if the value is there and, and you're genuine and, and authentic, people are going to consistently come back. You know, people buy off of relationships versus an emotion versus right anything else so if we can consistently give that amazing value they're going to keep on coming back and they're going to refer more people to us and that's been a humongous way how we've been able to grow yeah man for sure i, I can tell you guys offer definitely a lot of value which is which is evident right now we talked about how we're getting members in we talked about retention keeping members the other bucket of ways for our business to be successful is like increasing average revenue per member so i know you guys are doing nutrition uh, obviously personal training, small group. I know we have the sauna. How are you able to get people to uh, ascend their membership to pay for these different things? Um, so we have, we have, when it comes down to our personal training, that's again, our big bread and butter. So we yep. usually we have it broken down to how many times a week you would like to train with our trainers. We have anywhere from two times or one time a week to every single day. Um, so if someone a is, let's say not necessarily seeing the change that they want to see, again, we're going to sit them down, go over the nutrition. Cause again, it all comes back to the nutrition. Um, and that portion, actually we've started a class where that class is now free. So again, we're giving more value on top of that. And then we go ahead and reapproach their training and try to see where we can, you know, pinpoint and see what we can do. Now, let's say if that two times or three times a week, isn't hitting it or isn't sufficient they're not seeing the change that they want but they're seeing a little bit of progress then we're going to go ahead and upsell them to the next package nice love it so yeah again providing more value for, for your clients with the services you guys offer how many of your clients take advantage of the, the, the uh, nutrition side of things what does that look like uh i would say about 35 40 percent awesome. we're looking to improve that ratio but so far it's not too bad not too bad awesome. i love it now, you guys, you guys have an online component to your business. Are you looking to add an online component? So, yes, uh, especially during the pandemic, you know, no one could work out. So I started um, online Zoom training as well, just to, again, give more value. We actually have a couple people away on vacation right now who want to continue their training. So we got it going right now. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I love you said that because, you know, I'm sure you've seen it like, people may ask to cancel their membership because they're traveling for two weeks. And now you have the online piece. It gives us as owners and operators a tool to say, Hey, we have this. So like, you know, you don't have to cancel or don't have to pause or any of that stuff. So yeah, I think uh, at the very least it's great just for that. So 
opening a gym, man, it's fun. It's awesome. It's great. We get to change and impact lives. Being a gym owner is not always uh, sunshine and roses, right? There's good and <laughs> ugly, as I say. Oh, that's so true. I used to say that in the show opener, but I took it out. But what's like the biggest challenge? COVID's over, right? Hopefully. What's the biggest challenge you guys face right now, end of July 2022, for your business? Biggest challenge or roadblock you guys are trying to get around? Um, it's a great question. I would say right now the biggest challenge is trying to fill out these group classes. Yeah. They've been, you know, pretty decent, but I'm again thinking about the next step, the next level. How can we increase that that profitability of the group classes? How can we get to that next tier? Yeah, for sure, man. I think it's uh always the million dollar question, right? What for you, perfect scenario, how many group members would you love to have? I would love to have, let's say, twenty per class plus per class. Yeah. Right now we're averaging about anywhere from seven to about 13 or so okay that's pretty good yeah 20 class you have five six classes a day we're we're kicking butt at that point you know exactly when you guys get there because it's going to happen when you get there do you foresee your role kind of as the business owner leader changing in any way shape or form um no honestly no you know i i'm a firm believer of you know being there you know, showing up, doing the work, you know, at, at the end of the day, if your staff sees you from before the sun comes up to yeah. after the sun goes down, they know that you're committed. They know that you're locked in. So they're going to be more willing to do the things that I require or ask them to do versus if I decide to, you know, go off and, and not be there as often. So yeah. nothing's going to change. I hear you, man. So you're a first and last out type of leader, right? Which is exactly cool. love that, man. It's uh, kind of, practice what you preach and wouldn't have people do anything that, that you wouldn't do yourself, which, which I think is, which I think is great, especially first five ish years of the business, right? Maybe more, but yeah, I love that, man. Now, last question, Nate, actually two more questions, but this, and this may be kind of similar, but we just talked about your biggest challenge. You want to fill these group classes up. What's your biggest opportunity? Is it that or something else? So I would say my biggest opportunity is reaching the, million dollar um clients so right now we have a few different celebrities but again i'm thinking in longevity i'm thinking on the next level next tier how can we improve either start working with more athletes or more celebrities where we are uh, going out to them and you know giving them that that value yeah so that's that. what i'm thinking yeah dude i love that and i was on your website earlier today Website's awesome. So I have not Thank checked out social media, but I will after this. And uh, but yeah, that, that usually tells us a lot, you know? So that was really cool, man. And now with all that being said, Nate, we have listeners that, you know, they want to open a gym. You know, they were us a few years ago, right? Any advice that you'd give to that person who wants to open a gym, wants to get involved in this industry, just from your own personal experience? Oh, man. Um, so what I would say is, Learn from those who have done it and who are now successful um, in it. You know, when I first started or first thought about opening my own thing, um, I didn't have any money saved up. I didn't do anything. I had a nice job. I was paying the bills. I had a house. I had everything. Yeah. Um, I left that job and was working paycheck to paycheck. Couldn't really afford anything. Uh, so I had to go through that hard ride. I had to really go through the mud, the struggle to yeah. get to where I am now. Yeah. Um, so I would say make sure you have some cash saved up. 
Uh, make sure you have a clear set goal. When I first started this, I had no idea where I wanted to go. I just knew I wanted to be the best at this training thing. Um, so ha again, have a clear goal, some cash saved up and time, allow time to go and be patient and do the work. I can't stress that enough. You got to do the work. Yeah. You don't get from point A to B without doing the work. Do not. It doesn't happen uh, by fate or by magic. Dude, that's awesome advice. And I couldn't agree anymore with everything you said. Can we get a little, a little deep here? So I opened my first gym, $23,000. This is 2009, right? Uh, which would be very hard to do, I think, nowadays. But 900 square feet, similar to you. You mentioned kind of, you know, we didn't start with $100 million in capital here to, to open a gym. Where were you at, like, financially to, when you started this gym? Oh, man, I had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing, to be honest. I literally started with nothing. I maybe had uh, about $3,000, $5,000, and yeah. it's just amazing with the, with the growth that we've been able to have. Awesome, we've man. been able to expand to the six figures, and, you know, sky's the limit. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, that's awesome to hear. So like you first opened that gym a couple years ago, what was the equipment like? Just a couple kettlebells? Oh like man, kettlebells? not even. No? We had uh, one, one piece of turf. Um, we had a little lap pull machine we got from Amazon, yep. Uh, yep. a couple of plates and wow. an old fashioned 25 pound dumbbell. That's yeah. all we had. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And now two years, which is not that long at all. It's like that, right? It feels like August 2020 right. was five days ago. And, uh, dude, that's really cool to hear. So, yeah, sky's the limit for you guys. So, Nate, thank you for sharing that, man. I think that's something people really should hear, that um, you don't need $100 million to start a gym. You can start small. Right. If you do it the right way, you can grow with revenue. And, like, you guys have already moved, what, two or three times, uh, which is awesome, man. So, yeah, congrats on that. Like I said, Nate, I check out But for the listeners, man, of course, for the listeners, man, where can we find you on uh, social media and check you out and follow your story? Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, Selects Fitness Athletes. And we are also on Instagram as well, Selects Fitness. Again, our website, www.selectsfitness.com. Um, we're all over the place. We're all over the place and looking to expand. Love it, man. Love it. I'll give you guys a follow right after this. So thanks again, Nate, Lily, Selects Fitness, Belmar, New Jersey. Appreciate you for coming on today, man. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Got it. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.